1: Hello and welcome to Gays on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I am Declan. And I'm Ned. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie. It's weird that it's got a full stop, but then it has another la- word.
0: Well, I think that's because it's an abbreviation. Abbreviation to
1: Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, we'll be talking spoilers throughout as always, so proceed with caution. But before all that, Ned, I'd love to know what you've been watching since we last recorded.
0: Oh, um, what have I watched? So we've finished... Wild Isles, didn't we? We did. David Attenborough BBC documentary. We did
1: a little post about it on our stories because yeah. we were so enthused.
0: Avid follower, followers of us may have noticed that the final episode of the series wasn't broadcast no. on primetime TV um, because it was about climate change and policy and...
1: But what I don't what understand I is oh. the full document the full season had been about like every episode mentioned something about the changing climate or some failure in policy that has led to you know polluted rivers polluted seas, yeah. how our forests have been cut down like every episode had something I know this one was specifically about how the British Isles have changed well,
0: I think this the only real difference between that and this like the rest of the season and this episode in particular, I think was that all of that was stuff that has changed. So you can't really argue about it. Like it's all, this is what happened and this is the result. Mm. Whereas the last episode is very much, and this is what we can do about it. If everybody does their bit and makes the right decisions in the positions that they're in, which obviously is a bit of a hint, hint to the government who repeatedly don't do enough, Um, to protect the natural world in Britain, which, by the way, if you didn't know, is one of the world's most nature-depleted countries, Um, just for those of you who are interested in that. Um, And also, you know how he, at the end, he was like, if you want to find out more about what you can do, Google...
1: Which I did.
0: Save Our Wild Isles, which Mm. I also did. Um, That organisation is a non-profit and does lots of stuff but there was lots on the website about like petitions you can sign which obviously is kind of direct political action as well and I think in the recent context of BBC and apoliticalness that happened around um Gary Lineker a few weeks ago it was probably just like a Let's just try not step on. I do maybe turns, understand
1: if it if it's getting you to sign petitions and stuff because the BBC just has to be so careful, um, which sometimes is it is a it's a massive plus of it, but it's also a massive minus because climate and degradation of 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 wildness in mm. the UK shouldn't necessarily be something no. up for political debate. But no. everything always is because whilst the Tories... Well, because... I always remember the last election, every every um, UK party, apart from maybe UKIP or Reform or whatever the hell they were called, had quite a lot on climate change in each manifesto. Yeah. So I think it's just up to... Leave it up to the political parties to decide the best way to like, fix everything.
0: Well, that is the thing, and this isn't a politics podcast, so this will be my final point on it, (laughs) but the things that need to happen don't rely solely on government. They actually rely on people who care and are able to do more than they realise they're able to. They just need to feel that they're able to do it. Mm. And so... Like, good policy underpins that and encourages people and allows people the space to do it, but it's not solely the decision of government to act on climate change or to improve nature in Britain.
1: Which is quite a to-the-right viewpoint, if you could argue, because it's not... You're saying it's not just government's responsibility.
0: No, it's everybody's responsibility. But government has incredible capacity for influence. Yeah. And needs to leverage that to the benefit of everybody, not just to the benefit of people that are already rich and powerful and can afford to get out of climate emergencies.
1: Hey, hey. hey. Um
0: and we've also watched Air.
1: We did watch Air at the cinema, at
0: the cinema. Um what did you think of it?
1: I really I mean for a film that's basically about contract law um I found it very entertaining and there's a lot of talk about how like the mid-budget film has all gone on streaming now and I could have happily watched it at home Is that
0: what you'd call a mid-budget Yeah Yeah
1: but I really enjoyed seeing it in the cinema it was actually a lot busier than I expected it to be
0: It was an unlimited screening wasn't it Was
1: no. it No we went on an Easter Oh, we were was like going Easter to Monday it, or something. It was unlimited. Yeah, but we didn't see No, we didn't. Um, I liked how it, you, like, whilst it was on about Michael Jordan, he wasn't really in it. We only really saw the back of his head. I know. Which I thought was quite. I guess because if you'd done a film about, about Michael Jordan, it's a Michael Jordan biopic, but this was all about.
0: It wasn't even about
1: him. No, this was a film that was set in the marketing, sales, advertising team yeah. of Nike. Nike. And really,
0: the bits about Michael Jordan were more about Michael Jordan's mother and her savviness when Played it Played excellently by Viola Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was a female character mm-hmm. with depth, wisdom, um, a sense of humour... And, yeah, she was brilliantly played by Viola Davis. Although, didn't feature too heavily.
1: No, which I would have... Which kind
0: used... of made sense in the story, but...
1: You don't get Viola Davis to just all... do a little bit, Exactly. Yeah. And you yeah. saw
0: her a lot in the trailer as well. And then she wasn't a huge part. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is fine. You don't always have to cast Viola Davis in the leading role. But... She could have been utilised a lot more. And yeah. I would have enjoyed to see it. Yeah. I thought she was a great character.
1: But if you're listening to this as this episode comes out, I think it is still in cinemas. So if you do fancy it, I would recommend it. I think i give it three and a half. I think you went four. I think. Uh, but yeah, enough probably. high enough for people to... Uh, As a recommendation from us.
0: Yeah, definitely a recommend.
1: Um, I'll move to TV now. Uh, In the last episode, I said that Succession Episode 2 was fantastic. And I think I did, like, a chef's kiss thing. But Episode 3, which I think we're safe to say we can spoil it now, Logan died, Brian Cox's character. And for them to do such a creative choice when there's still seven episodes of the season left to kill the main character and the way that they did it was just incredible and all of the actors involved all of their their way their reactions to dealing with death were so different but so layered and just such riveting television um i think it'll probably go down as one of the best episodes of TV ever made and I don't say that lightly because a lot of that gets thrown around these days in this age of cinematic television in which we live in. But Mm. um it really is up there with with the best. So um yeah, if you're watching Succession along with me, then I hope you're enjoying it just as much as me. Um, we also started Beef on Netflix. Not a lot of good stuff on Netflix these days, but Beef's pretty good. Um, we did it on a Trailer Trash or Treasure f- quite a few episodes ago now. Um,
0: it was only a couple of weeks, was it? Yeah.
1: Well, that is a few episodes ago now because we're we're getting better as we said we would when mm. we moved in. Um, but we've watched two episodes, we are liking it. I wouldn't say it's like groundbreaking just yet, but I am quite excited by it. Um, I'm
0: not quite invested in it yet.
1: No. Um, I mean, it's got very, very good audience reviews as well. So I think
0: the performances are pretty good from everyone. Like, strong acting. I'm just... I don't think I love the setting.
1: mm. Um I want, I need to see it see more of it, but yeah. and I am quite glad that they're like thirty to forty minute episodes because I think they would drag a little bit if they were longer. Yeah. Um but yes, I would recommend people trying that. Yeah. And then last night we watched the final in the original trilogy of The <laughs> Evil Dead in as we come up to the new one. So we've just got the twenty thirteen remake, twenty ten, whenever it was to watch before. We see the new one this weekend, yeah. But this one was Army of Darkness, which completely changed the setting, the plot. Um
0: Basically, the only thing that carried through from the second one was the lead actor.
1: Yeah. So at the end of the second, I mean, this film has been out for a long, long time. At the end of the second one, he's like sucked into this other time, sucked off
0: into another universe. Yeah.
1: Well, now it's the same. He's sucked off same universe. No,
0: he's somehow ended up sucked
1: back in time. Yeah. He
0: somehow ended up in what sounds to be medieval England mm. but is definitely set like on location in California or somewhere like that. It doesn't look like anywhere I've seen in, in England. No,
1: it's got a very, it's got a cult following um, and, and I can, I can understand why. why but I don't think we quite got it Got it, or got away with it. Um,
0: I think What I feel is that it's a very poor film, but that doesn't mean I didn't have a good time watching it.
1: And I did enjoy the practical effects, which I think must have been really good for the time, but I did say to Ned, it very much gives me kind of theme park animatronic vibes where, you know, skeletons or pirates will talk to you on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney and all that kind of stuff. And you know what we
0: noticed as well about it being an old film? Sound. The sound design or if you can call it that was really strange like you could only hear what was going on between the two main people in this battle even though there were loads of people fighting around them and swords should have been clanking and like people should have been screaming but you could only hear these two main people and it was really jarring
1: (laughs) yeah I think you know you can see that visual effects has come on a lot from films that long ago so I think Army of Darkness came out in the early 90s so you can see visual effects have come along, you can see so much of films come along. Oh my god, the
0: use of prosthetics on the makeup and stuff. Yeah, but
1: I think the thing that you really notice about between modern films and older films is that, is the quality of the sound. Yeah. Because even when, I mean some films have been, you know they've been doing re-releases especially since the pandemic Mm. and they get remastered, remastered like Titanic, that sound was great, but I bet that had been...
0: Remastered.
1: Remastered. Well, it had, but I reckon they'd worked quite a lot on the sound as well as the the picture and... Yeah, probably, yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely quite jarring. Like, I'd love to watch really, really... Actually, I don't tend to like really, really old films because I don't think the acting... I think the way we celebrate actors now and their performances if you put someone's Oscar-winning performance from, like, 1950, 1960 into a modern-day film, you'd be like, that's not yeah. very good acting. No. So I don't get away with that sometimes. Um, but, yeah, that was our...
0: Overall, I quite liked it, yeah. mm um, Before we move on to news... Oh. I just want to do... Your own news. ...a personal plug. Ooh. <laughs>
1: You want to do one? Oh, no, it's Hannah, our anniversary king, but... Oh. <laughs> um.
0: So, some of you, dear listeners, may well remember. I think I mentioned it once upon a time on here. Might have not. Uh, I'm doing the Edinburgh Half Marathon in May this year, 2023, for those of you who are listening as we release. Um... And I am fundraising for Mermaids, which is a charity, a UK-based charity, um, that has been supporting trans, non-binary, and gender-diverse children, young people, and their families since 1995. It was actually set up by a group of um, parents who had gender-diverse kids, and they didn't really know what to do about kind of... Yeah, so it was right. like a support group, yeah, making them the best for their kids and like making sure they had the best opportunities and, and stuff. Anyway, since 1995, it's become this really great charity. Um, and the support that they offer helps families navigate the changes. Um, as their children and young people do their transitions, go through puberty, um, go through school, start finding work, all of that um and it's really about finding the best for trans young people so that they can become the best trans adults um and thrive like everyone deserves to um so that's why i've chosen that charity and if you would like to sponsor me if you can um i'll pop a link in the show notes um and we'll probably put it out on some socials as well so you I you might yes. you might see it on twitter and instagram
1: might have to get a shot of you running to put on Ooh, our instagram okay yeah
0: god um (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and if you're listening to this episode in the future and my big race is in the past um and you're still compelled to donate directly to mermaids then the link is also in the show notes are you
1: doing it officially through them so you're getting like a vest and things yeah they've sent me a vest oh have they yeah
0: and it goes with my running shorts as well so it's really cute and i think i might wear a pink headband so i've got all of the trans colors on the day
1: Ah, uh-huh. well, uh, a very worthwhile cause, and yes, we will put it out there, and you need to start putting it on your own Instagram personal stories as well, which I know I have I know to you're not very, good, twice, at media, not very but, good at social media, but um, yes, that would be great if people, yeah. if they can, to support Ned. Mm. So when, when are you actually running it? What's the actual date?
0: It's the last weekend in May. Is it
1: the Saturday or the Sunday?
0: I want to say the Sunday.
1: Tell people when it is. Let me
0: find it on the calendar
1: i'll be living it up at birmingham pride while you're suffering through
0: it is sunday the 28th of may 2023 yeah cool thanks uh what else has been in the news king
1: um one thing well (laughs) it's a bit of a rough segue but um going from trans rights to the vampire that is jk rowling
0: No, we're not. We're going to the Harry Potter TV show. But
1: she's heavily involved in it, so this is why I wanted to discuss it. Is that why it's become a thing? Well, so... she's
0: like, oh, all the actors from the original movies have obviously come out and said that they support trans people and thereby denounce everything I'm saying, so I'm going to make a new TV show. Is that the idea?
1: (laughs) So the news is, while Ned rants, (laughs) is that a Harry Potter TV show has been announced by HBO Max, which is now just called Max. Um, Which means we'd probably get it on Sky Atlantic Now TV whenever it's ready. Um, It was really weird because when it was announced, they used the original Harry Potter font, the original score and a video of the castle from the films. I was like, I don't understand why they're doing it straight away. But to do, to actually use the score, the font, it, it just seems so pointless. And there's two reasons why. I think they've done it. Mm-hmm. So in my head, if I had the Harry Potter IP, I would be adapting the stage show, Cursed Child. Mm-hmm. But that features Harry Potter. And I think none of the cast want to come back because of JK. Yeah, So they can't really do that. And I don't think you can recast Hermione, Ron and Harry as future selves. Obviously, they're going to have to recast them as younger versions. But I mean, like as a continuation of the story, yeah. I don't think they can do that. No. And then also, I'd be like, well, what else could we do? Because surely it's got a whole mythology and a whole world that can be kind yeah, I mean, so of explored outside of Harry Potter. You could do. But I think they're a bit risk averse ha- after.
0: You could do like a sports drama about Quidditch. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I just think after Fantastic Beasts has flopped, mm. they are a bit risk-averse to that. So they thought, I know what we'll do. We'll adapt the
0: exactly the exact same, same books. Each season
1: all... will be one book. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't really... You know, a lot of fantasy, I would say, is better on TV. but Because you can get into more detail. But the Harry Potter books aren't all that dense. And apart from maybe some of the latter books where they did have to cut bits out they had they didn't miss a lot of stuff yeah so
0: fantasy literature goes harry potter is quite light isn't it
1: well yeah because it was they are kids books they were like accessible for you like as a kid um they weren't particularly dense um and what
0: has happened in the past based on books that were made into film that was made into tv was a series of unfortunate events springs to mind
1: Yeah, but they only did one film, and and it it covered the first three books. Yeah, and it wasn't
0: as culturally significant as the Harry Potter saga. And I'm also remembering... It came to me. No, it has gone.
1: So, like, Warner Brothers have got the Lord of the Rings IP, and they've announced that they're going to do more Lord of the Rings films. But they're not going to remake the films that were already. Do you know, I just think it's so... And yeah. really,
0: oh, uh, I know what it was. Golden Compass. Um,
1: well, that that busted a studio. Style. Yeah, that um was so bad it, it broke yeah. a studio. And I've not seen the final season, but I think that mythology is quite rich, and I think it can be explored through a TV show. Yeah. Whereas the only Harry Potter books that probably weren't fully adapted and mined was maybe the fifth, and I always remember the fifth, the Order of the Phoenix, being an absolute beast of a book so they had to cut quite a lot of that but the last book they're made into two films yeah so it, it's They've not got all of the detail I, oh i'd be very interested to see how this goes because i think even, i really
0: struggle with the storyline of the last book like both of those films i just find them such an effort to watch
1: oh i really like all of them what's your favorite harry potter film Prisoner of Azkaban. clan same i think if there's only one answer, i think the best well i don't know i think the best Run of them was three, four, five.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Um, but we'll see. I mean, it probably won't be out for ages because they would, they would. I think they were just clutching straws and trying to plug this new redeveloped streaming service called Max. So there was, um, I mean, there was some good bits also. The um, what else is the the it prequel? Welcome to Derry is coming out in twenty twenty four. Something else was coming out in 2020. Oh, The Penguin. We saw a first look at that. Um, they're doing another Game of Thrones spin-off, um, which is a book. Um, is that and the one Summit. you bought the other day? Yeah, well, I bought two books. One that's The House of the Dragon and then one's that the other spin-off. The, other spin-off. <gasps> the bat's back outside. I wondered what you were looking at. <laughs> Ned's obsessed with bats. Um, well,
0: where we've just moved into... Um... Now, the, the light on an evening is just the right timing that the bats come out before we put the blinds down, so I get to see them all, oh. and it's exciting, um, speaking of wild isles and saving nature.
1: And a conjuring TV show, a TV show set in the film world of the... Shall we talk about the escape room we did, quickly?
0: Oh, my God, that's what we watched that we didn't even talk about, The Nun. Oh,
1: yeah, we didn't, yeah. So... I've seen all of the Conjuring films, but I've not seen a lot of the spinoff. So I hadn't seen the Nun, and I've not seen the Curse of La La
0: La Yorona.
1: and I've not done any of the Annabelle films either. Actually, I've only ever seen the the ones that are called Conjuring. Yeah, right. And we went to do this um, (laughs) escape escape room (laughs) in Leeds with some of Ned's friends. Friend's birthday on Saturday. If you're
0: listening, like you said
1: you would, and The theme of it was like a haunted church, and it don't get me wrong, it was quite scary anyway. And it was one of these escape rooms where there's multiple rooms to it. And we were in the first room, and we took we were all focusing on this wall. And behind us, there was like a steel railing that we had to get through with a key. Yeah, but somebody dressed as the nun from these country films and the nun came up behind us and absolutely frightened the lives out of us.
0: I honestly cannot remember a time (laughs) when something caught me so off guard that I felt genuine fear.
1: I had the itchiest of armpits, which is a fear response of mine and my (laughs) mum's, which no one else seems to get. (laughs) Very strange. Um, But it was so scary. And yeah, it was... So we were inspired to come home and watch The nun. Which was a bit naff, but... Scared you? It did scare... Well, I think the whole day had been scary. You made
0: me close all the doors and switch all the lights off in the house. Yeah, I was in that mood where I, I couldn't in go bedroom. in a room
1: until the light was, was on.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's because there was a bloody actor as the... It was scary. Um, yeah. And what was really... When we went into another small room, there was like this dark corridor... And I could see her walking towards it and all oh, six of God. us were trying to get into this tiny little room. And she never touched us because I don't think they ever would. But why would they? It was scary. Honestly. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for new. But do you think the going back to Harry Potter, do you think it'll be a flop? I don't think it will be.
0: I don't think it'll be a flop because I think people try to separate the Harry Potter universe from JK Rowling. I don't
1: necessarily mean because of that. I just mean because it's been done. And what's the point? What do you mean? Because Harry Potters have been done, so what's the point in adapting them? Is, will they flop because of that? The JK Rowling issue, I don't think, will have that big of effect currently. Well, no, that's but you I never mean. know. This is going to last, like they've said, 10 years. Hopefully, as trans rights get better and more people come around to the actual truth, yeah. her views might start to become a bit more... We're even Because I think outdated. currently a lot of people who don't like her views are it's very much a small minority on Twitter, unfortunately. I think the rest of the country aren't all that bothered about trans rights. And I don't mean they don't care, it just doesn't affect them. Yeah. So um, hopefully...
0: What I meant by that was I don't think that will have a massive impact on it, so it probably won't flop.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't think it'll flop either, even without the JK stuff, because I just think people love Harry Potter and I think enough people will watch it. I'm probably even not though... going to bother with it. I'll see what happens. I'll see what it looks like. I'll see the cast. Um, I will
0: definitely wait until after the first season has finished before I decide to even watch an episode. I mean, we're probably not even looking. Because I don't want to contribute to its initial success. But... Equally, if it's gonna be one book per season, that's what seven seasons. Can you imagine me watching a seven season show? That's not Buffy.
1: You might change, who knows. Or
0: Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but they're like 20 minute episodes. Anyway, what time we've had. (laughs) But now it's time to cast our minds into the future and get excited for what's coming up in the world of film. Is this a TV? No. No, it's film. It's film. It's time now for Trailer Trash or Treasure. What have we got this week, Declan?
1: We have got the next instalment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, actually, if you don't count the telly, but anyway. Marvel Studios' is The Marvels. Um, Links in the show notes if you want to watch along with us. And we'll be right back after the sparkles. The Marvels, then. The Marvels teaser trailer. So what we see in this is a follow-on from the post credit scene of Miss Marvel, in yeah. which Captain Marvel somehow rocks up in Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel's bedroom. But what we're seeing now is her... So, so Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Monica Rambo yeah. all have somehow when they use their powers, switch place. We don't know how this has happened. We don't know what's going on. But, yeah. My main takeaway from it is it looks lots of fun. Um, I'm a bit dubious of the comedy elements because I'm a bit sick of MCU comedy type fun. I think
0: as long as they don't go too hard on the comedy, it's going to be quite good because I really like kamala khan's sense so do i yeah i think she's really funny and what's her
1: actor name i can't remember i'm gonna have to have a look
0: um and i'm really happy to see that we visit her house again because i love her mum so much um so she'll be in there too which will be very fun
1: Iman Villani and I do think she's some of the best casting that Marvel have done in a long long time Um, she thinks everything is an Avengers test to get into the Avengers she's very excited to meet Nick Fury Um, what I thought was really clever about this trailer and Ned just made a good point which is separate to what I was about to bring up but Marvel are quite good at trailers especially teasers you've
0: taken my point and I've got nothing else to say
1: oh sorry go on well
0: you've said it now Uh (laughs) No, well you might have something to
1: converse with me as as I say this converse with me as I say this. Well
0: what were you gonna say? (laughs) So I was going
1: to say is the song in it, which I don't know what song is it, but the lyrics is Don't You Tell Me to Smile, which is a bit of a F you to the internet bros that when Brie Larson was cast as Captain Marvel all they kept saying is she needs to smile more, which is something that they would only ever say to a woman.
0: Well, that is something that happens to women of the world every day. Yeah. Out about in real life. So I thought
1: using that song was very good. And especially because Captain Marvel still did make a billion, which is a good showing for any film. Mm. And it did that with a lot of... Review bombings on Rotten Tomatoes of these internet bros who seem to have a problem with women. And unfortunately, I was reading about this trailer that it's become the most disliked movie trailer in definitely Marvel history, potentially all on YouTube. And so, if they didn't like one woman, Harold, like being the main character of the God film, they're not they going to like three. three. Um, but yeah, it looks fun. The galactic side of the MCU isn't my favourite. I prefer the more grounded kind of Captain America, secret invasion looks my kind of thing. Um, I'm excited when they do the X-Men because I'm hoping that'll be quite grounded in Earth and politics because the X-Men is inherently political. Um,
0: X-Men was created for the LGBTQs. Was it? According to Harry.
1: Oh, well, I thought... I mean, a lot of what you can see with the X-Men is kind of like the civil rights movement and all those kind of themes, yeah. um, which you don't really realise when you watch the originals when you're younger. But if you ever go back and watch them now, mm. you think, wow, yeah, it really is kind yeah. of a a way of telling that story through yeah. superheroes. Um, but yeah, I would say Treasure, but I am sceptical.
0: Yeah, I would I'd probably always put a Marvel trailer in treasure because marvel doesn't do bad trailers no as a general my only
1: thing about marvel is as it starts getting a bit close to release they start showing a little bit too much
0: yeah the only trouble is when i see a good marvel trailer i think yay a good marvel film and then i get excited for a good marvel film and then i get disappointed by whatever marvel film it is
1: I'm just glad they slowed down <laughs> as well, because this was meant to come out in the summer and got pushed back to yeah um, November the 10th. Yeah. Um, and I just think Marvel have had to take stock. They've had a few shocks and they just need to slow down and... Don't fall foul of the Netflix churn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So a treasure from me and treasure from you. Yeah.
0: Uh, and that brings us to this week's headline feature. The Super Mario Bros, I never know what to say bros or brothers, movie. Coming up after this
1: break. So I made quite a few notes for this film. And I told Ned, you probably don't have to because, let's be honest, if we're getting right into it, there's not a lot to talk about.
0: Well, yeah, I kind of I did a plot synopsis, and I've written I think two other sentences. Well, I'm
1: interested in your plot synopsis because I had one as well, which was about ten words long, which I think sums up the film. Oh, but, mine's
0: kind of the opposite. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I was
1: describing <laughs> the full film again. Well,
0: I think what might make most sense is if I say one sentence that would ordinarily come in our discussion after the plot synopsis, Mm -hmm. then do the plot synopsis.
1: Go for it. So
0: this film felt like if I put myself in the writing room (laughs) on day one when they're brainstorming what could happen in a Mario movie,
1: That's plushcare.com slash loss plushcare.com slash loss
0: They brainstormed how many Mario references they could do. Oh. I imagine some sort of a brain dump just chucking every Mario-related word onto a piece of paper. And then for whatever reason, they decided they, that every single one of them needed to be involved in this movie. So they built a really loose, and when I say loose, like a really loose plot from that.
1: That's my first point that the film just feels like they've tried to get as many references from the Mario games into one. They have held some characters back, which we'll get to, because yeah. they obviously thought sequels.
0: I want to come to the post credit scene at some point before we tell people what is in the post credit scene i've got something i want to say okay so here's a plot synopsis based on what i just said mario and luigi in an effort to fix a burst water main pipe in are they in brooklyn yeah in brooklyn get sucked off into a different universe (laughs) there's a lot of sucking off today (laughs) is there (laughs) look at you (laughs) um (laughs) they get separated in this time vortex and luigi ends up in you guessed it A Haunted Mansion. Um while Mario meets Toad, who takes him to Princess Peach, who has caught wind that Bowser is on a mission to destroy the whole world. And Mario and Peach and Toad seek the help of the Kongs to take on Bowser in a showdown showdown of the ultimate stakes, is what I've
1: written. So Ned has basically given not just a synopsis, which I have said before, don't say the full film, but to be fair to this you can describe this full film in a short synopsis. Yeah, that was uh,
0: three sentences. Yeah,
1: so that's the film. Bye! Um, (laughs) So, I mean, what I will touch on is whatever our thoughts of the film clearly don't really matter because as of recording, today the film has just crossed 700 million worldwide, so it's well on its way to a billion um it's the biggest animated film opening weekend of all time, beating the likes of Frozen Two, which was actually good so the what i what i'm the point I'm making is I think there's obviously as an i p on the screen it isn't very it hasn't been explored very much, so I think there's a lot of fans of mario Mario yeah. Kart that have all been almost waiting for a Mario film to come about, yeah how long when I'm sure they do inevitable sequels that lasts, I don't know, but they'll be laughing all the way to the bank if this one makes at least a billion. But what I thought was interesting on this is there is no plot. We said about there being, you know, all these references to the games in one film, and I do just think that it felt like Nintendo had a hell of a lot of creative control. I was
0: actually going to say that. I was like... It's quite clear that Nintendo being at least 50% of, well, owning the IP mm. and partnering with is it Illuminations yeah. to make this film. Illuminations knows how to put together a good film. I mean, just look at Despicable Me and the Minions. like, They make a shitload of money mm-hmm. and people love it. They obviously didn't have full creative control over this film because they would have taken the Mario IP and made a series of films that took you around the entire Mario universe without assaulting you with every single possible game reference you could possibly have in 100 minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, And I do... You know, there was a small touch of, oh, there might be a plot here because we get right at the beginning... Mario's dad kind of disapproves of him leaving his steady job to set up this plumbing business. And yeah. there is that bit of a motivation from Mario. Yeah. And further on in the film, is it Donkey Kong kind of says how his dad isn't proud of him? Well, this is. But thing. it's so big, ba- like, yeah. it's so. It's like the absolute minimum they could have done.
0: The story and character development isn't entirely missing like they've obviously been like we need to put a storyline through this somehow and we need people to care about the characters but like luigi and mario's brotherly relationship is one of the weakest i've ever seen in a film even though they're obviously really close brothers like the only thing that the writers put in to remind you that this is a film about two brothers is i think twice they say something like um when we're together we can achieve anything or some yeah if some i like think about basic, the other recent anime it's to... exactly the type of phrase that somebody would post on like in like some
1: the most basic of like yeah middle aged would yeah.
0: post this on instagram as an inspirational <laughs> quote with a sunset behind it you know what i mean
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like if i think of a recent film as i was going to say there with brothers as the main characters and how their relationship was explored and it almost made you a bit emotional was Onward, which you've not seen, um, which was the Pixar film that was unfortunately kind of swallowed up because it was released in March twenty twenty, which was just as the pandemic was starting. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it got as much love as it as it probably would have done it during normal times. But that relate like that's how we do a film about brothers. They should have just made a film Got a plot, and then right then thought, "How are we gonna build some Mario elements into this?" Exactly. Rather I mean, than
0: how many film, how many really good films about sibling relationships can you think of? There are literally thousands. We've already mentioned. Don't ask me any n- to name many though. You already mentioned Frozen Two. That's about two sisters. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, there's Brother Bear. That was a really <laughs> good one. There's just fucking loads, basically. Mm. Any of those plots could be recycled into a Super Mario Bros. movie. And most people would probably be like, yeah, I can see what's coming. But at least it'd be a compelling film.
1: And even <laughs> some of the plot points, and I use plot lightly, some of the creative decisions were a little bit strange. I don't know if you picked up on this. Go on. But the whole plot about Bowser wanting to marry Peach, literally, no matter what, literally. was really backwards like
0: read the fucking room it
1: almost reminded me of it was a bit like shrek where lord farquad wants to marry fiona no matter what but yeah. you can almost forgive that because that came out in 2000 well i was gonna say like
0: this plot line might work bowser's plot line here might work in the 80s and 90s well, yeah
1: she just oh she doesn't have a choice i'm gonna marry her no matter what like i'm gonna force her into i was like Why are we watching a kid's film about arranged marriages? Like, I don't understand. It's not arranged marriage, it's forced marriage. Forced marriage, yeah. And it's also
0: um, toxic masculinity rearing its ugly head. (laughs) I can't believe
1: we're talking about Bowser, is it? Like,
0: Bowser sees Peach as a (laughs) possession, a prize to be won, and his answer is to destroy her kingdom so that she'll marry him.
1: It's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah.
0: What the fuck is that all about? And he's got all of these weird, like, pathetic little sidekick minion things doing not really anything. Um, Actually, that's probably quite true to the games. The Coopers don't really do a whole lot apart from...
1: I will say, if anything, it made me want to play the games. And we did get as far as setting the switch up.
0: Only to realise that it, the battery was dead and it needed charging. And now
1: <laughs> kind of the moment's over. But I, I do keep seeing it and thinking, oh, I would like a few minutes just play a bit of Mario Kart. I think Kart. I've so... lost
0: my Switch charger in the
1: move. Great.
0: Yeah, it does fit me. Like my laptop, it's USB-C, so we do have Oh, so have we chargers, do have a charger. But like, I would have my Switch charger plugged in behind the telly so uh-huh. I can just plug the Switch in. This except. is a
1: good um bit for the podcast yeah um i will say at some points the animation was quite nice so the bit where peaches is kind of training mario to run through which is one of the most obvious Did mario peaches
0: peaches peach peach yeah just one of them peach peach it's not Peach's geldoff it's princess peach oh
1: sorry yeah okay <laughs> uh like i liked where she was training mario how to yeah, run I thought through. that was fun. And there was a bit where when she jumped off something, her hair kind of fluttered in the wind. I thought, oh, that's nice animation. Mm. And I did like the fight with, from an animation point of view, when Donkey Kong was fighting yeah. Mario. Yeah. And King, we got some LGBT representation. The yeah. furries.
0: Oh, they're not only LGBT. No, I know.
1: Well, queer i dare say I that would, yeah, I'm probably, yeah 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 with the tanuki suit i was like oh my god it's a furry um get when you mario puts yeah. it on i was yeah. like i've seen one of those down canal street <laughs> 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 um so yeah that was a bit hmm. obviously kids wouldn't think that when they watched no. it but i was a bit like oh this is um strange.
0: they were just
1: there's not much to it. Basically, we can talk yeah, around it. They... And I actually think we've done quite well to talk this yeah, much about it. I just it. feel
0: like a lot of the elements of the games that they did put in that were as if you were in a game, I quite liked how they tried to do all of that. But then with, say, setting Mario and Luigi as being New York Italians instead of Italian-Italian, <laughs> they it felt like they put so much effort into giving them a backstory that was
1: well not, that was not probably really. down to the fact that they were going to cast american actors so they needed yeah, yeah, to yeah yeah which is a bit naff but
0: it was it, yeah they just put a bit too much effort it felt like they put more effort into the first five minutes of the film than they did into any of the rest of the plot developments
1: so as a mario player is there anything that they can still explore other than characters
0: Oh, this would be a good point to refer to our post-credit scene. Okay. Um, throughout this whole film, there is one glaring omission <laughs> as far as the characters that are introduced. Which
1: is always the character I used to pick on Mario Kart.
0: Quite a popular character. People love this character. Yeah. And if you get to the end of the film, knowing that there's a post-credit scene, you can probably predict who is going to show up in the post-credit scene. So, credits roll. And then
1: the suspense, an King.
0: and it flashes to the same underground bit near the water mains pipe in Brooklyn that the brothers were fixing at the very start, um, and there is a white and green egg shaking, <laughs> and it's about to hatch. Obviously, that's going to become Yoshi.
1: Yoshi. Didn't we Yoshi. see Yoshi?
0: No. So what we saw, during... I thought he, he
1: popped out the egg. Oh, maybe he did. I can't remember. Anyway, that's the
0: first time you see Yoshi. But earlier in the film, the only other hint of his existence is the fact that, on like the sort of adventure saga ish bit that would make a really cool time lapse sequence in a better made film, was when Mario, Peach, and Toad were like walking off on their adventure and they crossed a river where a load of these Yoshis were drinking.
1: Oh, is that. I have heard people say there were, there was a y- Yoshi, Yoshi earlier on in the film that I did. This is yeah. all that film it was. was. It spot was spot the blink... Nintendo Easter eggs. It was that literally blinking. It blink It's ironic. Them, but... It came out with Easter, I guess, because it was full of Easter eggs. But yeah, um, there are also some other characters. There's the, is there like a yellow and purple version of Mario that, that's like so
0: that's wario
1: yeah so there's that so there are characters they haven't used which they've obviously saved yeah. is there anything i'm asking you like world-wise that they haven't used
0: they didn't really go underwater particularly much right
1: and does that happen in that the games happens quite
0: a bit um... like i
1: was like the rainbow road looked cool but i just thought it felt used like so the best forced. the best yeah uh, uh racing done, thing already
0: yeah. They've played all of their best cards. Yeah. And whatever's left is just kind of mopping up the bits. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, we're definitely going to see some more because the, there's no way that this makes a billion and they don't do a sequel. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. That's why
0: I'm so disappointed that it was bad because if they'd have been like, this will do quite well, let's save some of our best bits. And it was probably going to do well regardless, really sequ- wasn't it? But exactly. Yeah. They could have put a bit more... Been a bit more selective in the references they wanted to include. You could include hints at other worlds and other bits and bobs. Um, it didn't have to take Luigi to the Haunted Mansion to start with. That was stupid. That's wasted in what could have been an entire film or a spin-off or anything. <laughs> like, all of these creative choices are just squandered opportunities for what could have turned into a really cool Mario cinematic universe
1: mcu <laughs> um but yeah uh i guess we're not far off from wrapping up i mean it's a very short film if you stay right till the end of that post-credit scene you'll only be watching it for 92 minutes so that's even like yeah that's after like 10 minutes of credits there is a middle uh mid credit scene where bowser is singing this song which i will comment and i do see think that Jack Black was having quite a good time with this role. Oh, definitely, yeah. But apparently this song can qualify for this year's Oscars in the best original song category. But (laughs) if you asked me to sing it, I couldn't even start it because it's very... He's on the piano. Do you remember that? Yeah, Yeah. I remember
0: him playing the piano.
1: Yeah. And then I think from performances-wise, I think probably my favourite was Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach and Chris Pratt and... Michael, somebody who did Luigi. Charlie Day. I've kind of put, we're fine.
0: I think all of the casting choices. I might have, like, obviously getting (laughs) over the fact they were American instead of Italian. I would have probably stuck with Charlie Day for Luigi. I think... I don't...
1: I think we're probably... Chris
0: Pratt and Anya Taylor-Joy felt weird to me.
1: I think we're probably giving this film... I mean, we are a film podcast and it is what probably going to be one of the biggest films of this year. So it would feel weird not to have done an episode on it. But I think we have definitely scraped the barrel with things we could. I surprised we managed
0: to fill the time, to be honest. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, but the kids would probably enjoy it. It's colourful, it's fun yeah. for them. Yeah. If you're an adult, probably have a sleep. Maybe. (laughs) Um, Star rating?
0: Uh, I gave it two stars.
1: I gave it two, and the more I talk about it, the lower it's getting, so I better shut up.
0: I think I still... I'm sticking with two. I did quite enjoy some of the action scenes, um, and, yeah, a lot of the flashes were quite... It's got a nostalgia factor, which I think is what it's riding its cinema success on, to be honest.
1: And what about... A
0: I know, I was just going to get it out.
1: (sighs) I hope you never get a new laptop case.
0: I'll just keep this. You know what you mean, laptop case? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I've ruined the
1: illusion. Sorry.
0: Every week you try and
1: ruin the illusion.
0: (laughs) Okay, let me just play with the buttons and dials.
1: (laughs) I'm used to this now. I don't think I give you quite the... The funny look, as I did. No, when it um, started, it was a
0: withering look. I think is withering how I described it when wow. it started. So, um, have you got any predictions for where it's sitting on the gaydar scale?
1: Uh, what have we? What have we got? Well, so
0: far we're still quite short. So we've got in order of gayest to least gay: Scream Six, Everything Everywhere, Swiss Army Man, John Wick.
1: Between Swiss Army Man and John Wick.
0: Oh, it's actually come out just above Swiss Army Man.
1: Totally disagree. Why? Well, actually, I listened back to our Swiss Army Man episode and I almost said that operated outside of gender uh, societal norms and gay shit. But I still think Swiss Army Man had relatable themes and topics that you could get behind as a queer person. Mm. Whereas all this had was a rainbow road and... Peach, who I guess is a queer icon and all the gays used to pick her when they were playing Mario. Oh, well? And a furry. So... Well,
0: the uh, gaydar has been convinced.
1: <laughs> What's your thoughts on it? I mean, not well, to I be like of... there wasn't going to be any gay shit in it because it's a kid's film, but it just felt... there wasn't because it's a kid's film, which is crap. But, yeah, it just um... felt a
0: bit flowery. <laughs> Basically. and
1: it, Yeah, it had a rainbow road. Yeah. But it wasn't the progress flag. It was the old... It was a rainbow, so... Well,
0: I mean, it wasn't even a pride flag. It was a rainbow. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: Did you used to pick Peach?
0: Yeah, went through a lot of phases, actually. Um,
1: I liked Yoshi the most. That's all.
0: I remember when I learned how to swap characters to, from Mario to Luigi to play, like, the proper levels through... And I was I was Luigi every time because I've always been one for an underdog. And I think people think Luigi's a bit pathetic, but I used to beat Bowser with him, so.
1: Right, um, and that's all for this time. If you've enjoyed this episode of Gaze on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcasting platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter where you're at Gaze on Film Pod and check out our letterboxed accounts, links of which are in the show notes. We'd like to hear your thoughts on... Actually, don't bother with your thoughts on this one, to be honest. That's the first time in 40 episodes I've said that, but I'm not debating this film anymore. It's crap. Um, Well,
0: feel free to send us the comments, though. It's always good for engagement.
1: (laughs) I have been Declan. And I have been Ned. And this has been Gaze on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: Bye.